Awesome. Uh, we've been working on a series called Connecting with God, and I've um, uh, been talking through a lot of different ways of connecting with God, and we've been focusing in on, on prayer, and we're going to continue to do that today. Uh, the goal of prayer, which sort of in the big perspective is really just communication with God, is um, what it says in 1 Thessalonians, to pray continually. And this gives us a hint that prayer is not always talking that a lot of prayer is actually just acknowledging the presence of God as you live throughout your day. That as you breathe air in and out of your lungs, there's a sense that you breathe in and out the presence of God and, and His kingdom. And you're just in the sense of living in His presence every moment of your day. And, and there's a sense of just praying continually, being in His presence continually. And that is the ultimate goal of, of, of prayer. There's a couple of quotes on prayer as we jump in. Uh, John Vianney said, Prayer is the inner bath of love into which the soul plunges itself. Prayer is the inner bath of love into which the soul plunges itself. And again, this idea of being able to pray continually is, is when you're just sensing your soul being plunged into the depths of love every single moment of your day. is a sense of this deep kind of prayer. Or Teresa of Avalon. She says, prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than an intimate sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. The important thing is not to think much, but to love much. And this really is at the heart of being able to pray, pray continually. Those who just want to focus only on the mind tend to, to not be in this thing called continual prayer. But when you're able to pray with your mind, yes, but also just to live in the sense of your, your heart being connected in the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's where the prayer gets to, to be the most deep. And uh, last time we, we sort of looked at early church prayer, what it looked like up until about the 6th century. We talked about the Lord's Prayer and Jesus' Prayer and breath prayers and rope prayers and this idea of praying to the saints, which really is just inviting saints to, to pray along with us. And of course, Lectio Divina, which we just did, this is the way that the very early church prayed. And you still see many of this in the church today across uh, Orthodox and Roman Catholic and Protestant. And I want to talk today just about some more ways we can pray, in more modern ways, and different ways that we can engage with God through Scripture. And of course, there are a lot of forms of prayer. <laughs> I just wrote down some. I mean, there's silent prayer, there's audible prayer, there's public prayer, there's private prayer, there's short and long prayers, there's contemplative prayer, there's listening prayer, there's prayer with fasting, there's prayer with feasting, prayer with praise and thanksgiving, confession and intercession, there's praying scripture, there's praying in tongues, there's singing prayer, there's imaginative prayer, there's healing prayer, there's emotional prayer, there's spiritual warfare praying, and there's prayer for, for, for physical healing and on and on and on. There's a lot of different kinds of prayer that we can engage with. And I'm going to look at some this week and a couple more in, in a couple weeks down the road. Uh, but this praying with Scripture is one, another way we can pray, pray. And again, this is an easy way to pray, that if you are a, sort of at a loss for words, um, you know, you get down to, to pray with God and you're not sure what to say, one thing you can do is just open Scripture. And use scripture to help shape your prayer. And as we talked about, the early church did this a lot with the Psalms. Uh, Jesus quoted from the Psalms more than any other book of the Old Testament because it seems that Jesus not only sung the Psalms, but he used them for prayer. 
And you can use any portion of the Bible. So you could take a scripture, say you land in Isaiah 26, which is kind of a famous verse. But it reads, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. And so you could use this to shape your prayer. And you could say, you know, God, you say that, that if, I, if I trust in you, you will keep me in perfect peace. And I'm not feeling in perfect peace at this moment. God, help me to focus on you. Help me to trust you. Or, or God, where in my life right now am I not trusting you that, that is causing me to lose my peace? And you can pray into that. And maybe if God reveals something, you can hand that over to him and, and pray that peace in. And you can pray that God would help you to trust Him. You could, you could praise Him for being the eternal rock. I mean, you could spend quite a long time just on this one scripture, using it as an outline for your time with prayer. And again, if, if you're at a loss for how to pray, this is just one way. Uh, the Psalms are great, uh, especially if you have a lot of emotion, because the Psalms are filled with emotion. It helps you to acknowledge motion and to, to pray through them. So you can be praying through scripture. Another form of prayer is uh, what is more called inner healing type of prayer. And if maybe you've been to the, the prayer team, sometimes the prayer team will use this. Uh, this is also just a good way to process emotions. I, I've done this quite a few times from up front as well. And it's a process where you first ask God if there's a lie that you're believing about yourself. And then you want to repent of that lie. And then you want to ask God what the truth is that, that he wants to give you. And then in the end, you just kind of seal that truth. And there are different forms of how this works. Uh, but let's take a moment to, to just try this. And we're going to kind of make this sermon a little more devotional. And so uh, just take a moment to just recognize the presence of God, to acknowledge the presence of God. And just take a, take a deep breath. And then just ask God this question. God, is there a lie that I am believing about myself? God, is there a lie that I am believing about myself? And often it's going to be the first word, the first thought that pops into your mind or into your spirit. God, is there a lie that I'm believing about myself? And he's going to take a moment to just hand that lie over to Jesus. He can use words like, I repent of that lie, or I hand that lie over to you, or I don't want to hold on to that anymore. And you pass that on to him. And then we want to take a moment to hear God's truth. And so we can ask a question like this, God, what is your truth that you want to give me in replace of that lie? God, what is your truth that you want to give me in replace of that lie? Or God, what do you think about me? And you take a moment just to seal that truth, to receive that truth and to just to weave it into your spirit.
So that was just a really quick um, rendition of inner healing prayer. And this is good. Sometimes when you're feeling like really crappy about yourself or, you know, you're thinking you can't do it or you're, it's impossible, you're feeling really down and you just want to kind of give up on life. Often, at the core of that, there's a lie that you're believing about yourself. And, and so you want to keep those lies out of your being and you want to keep the truth of God in your spirit. And sometimes you can twist this a little bit and even ask the question, God, is there a lie I'm believing about you? Because sometimes when we're struggling with God, there, there's a lie that we, Satan maybe has put in there, or our brain has put in there about God's character. And so you can use inner healing to, to work through issues like that. And so that's just an example of inner healing. And then another uh, prayer type that we see is, is called guided prayer. And this type of prayer can be really great if uh, you're just feeling really worn out uh, and you really just need to rest and to receive. And this is called guided prayer. And this is where someone will come alongside you and guide you through a prayer session. And so you will usually not even say one word during the whole guided prayer session. And uh, so guided prayer basically is reflection on a scene from the scriptures or from everyday life. It is led by a person who describes the scene and actions of those in the story. The purpose of guided prayer is to relax the participants so they are free to use their senses to imagine a personal encounter with Jesus. And I love this form of prayer uh, when, when sometimes I've you know, had a hard week or a hard day and you just kind of want to receive and you really need to be built up and you just don't have the, the mental power to try to, to pray yourself. And so this is guided prayer, and I want to do a guided prayer session, and it's a session I um, grabbed off of YouTube, and of course you can, you can find lots of these. And so I encourage you just to kind of get comfortable, I think it's about five minutes or so, and basically this person is going to guide us through a prayer session, and this is uh, Dr. Tim Horgan, who is going to guide us through a prayer session. So again, the idea is just to relax, to receive and is to allow the guided prayer to, uh, the, the scene that he's going to ask and the questions he's going to ask is to allow those to work into our being. So let's start by settling in. Just begin to kind of settle and get comfortable. Say hello to your body. You can do this by sending your attention down to your feet begin to sense your body from the inside. It might help to wiggle your toes and let your attention move your way up, sensing your legs from the inside, your pelvis, hips, torso. Let your sensation move up into your shoulders and then spill down your arms, down into your hands. And then finally to move up through your neck, all the small muscles around your face. All the while just noticing what's there today and saying hello to it. You also want to be real gentle with yourself as you notice your mind. You will get distracted as you do this. And when you do, your job is to gently notice it and then real graciously just bring your attention back to the prayer. And then finally, I always like to pray for protection prior to practicing this kind of prayerful imagination. So just take a moment and commit this time to prayer. Maybe it would be something like this. Lord, please protect and guide us right now. Jesus, please bring the full power of your kingdom of love to this. 
this time of prayer. Protect us from the deception and destruction of Satan and the kingdom of darkness. Send your Holy Spirit to lead and guide this time and lead me into deeper connection with you. Amen. And so now if you can send your attention to this place of prayerful imagination, I'd like you to imagine that you're walking on a beach, just you. I want you to notice how incredibly peaceful and beautiful this beach is. I want to notice how soft the sand is under your feet, with the cool water kind of lapping up over your feet, maybe warm sun on your skin with a nice cool breeze. As you look around, you notice that this water is cleaner than any water you've ever seen. There's lush greenery as you look up ahead. And you realize that this is a sacred place that's been created through your imagination by God for you to step into so that you can experience God's presence. And as you walk and begin moving forward, you notice a couple things. The first is that you have a backpack over your shoulder. The second is, as you look up ahead, you see Jesus waiting for you on this beach. As you get closer, you can see that he has this really warm, almost devious smile on his face. He is so happy for this unique opportunity to connect with you. As you get closer to him, he motions for you to sit your backpack down between the two of you. And as you open the backpack, you notice that right here are the burdens that you've been carrying. And so he suggests that you reach inside the backpack and take out the heaviest burden, and so you do. As you reach inside and begin to take it out, you notice how this burden takes up space inside, kind of how your body carries it, how it gets in the way of feeling good in life. So let yourself notice that. Feel the weight of it. Maybe you'll have some thought about what it's connected to. Just being real gracious with yourself. And as you do that, you look up at Jesus and he is looking at you with great compassion. And you see that he gets it. He not only gets the part that you understand, but he also gets the bigger picture, what it's all about. And he kind of whispers your name and invites you to surrender this to him. And so you go ahead and as well as you can, begin to gently place it there in front of him. And with that, you look back in the backpack and you decide to do this one more time. And so you want to notice what else is a burden for me right now? What else keeps me from feeling really good? And so you reach in and take out the next heaviest burden. And as you hold it on your lap, you notice the weight of it, how it takes up space in your body. You probably have some sense what it's all about. And you might also notice the way your body carries it, that there's also a part that you don't fully understand, and that's okay. 
In fact, that's good. That's a sign you're having it for real. And so you take that too and extend it. And as you look up at Jesus' face, he looks at you and you understand that he gets this whole issue for you. He knows what it's all about. And he invites you to surrender it to him. And so you do. And then you reach in and take out several smaller burdens, some stressors, things that make your life difficult. And as you reach in and surrender them to him, these things that make life tough or that stress you out sometimes, he gently takes them one by one. And as you look into his face, you realize he knows this is hard for you. And he really loves that you're sharing this with him. And then one last thing, he invites you to reach inside and take hold of any regrets or maybe mistakes, maybe things you've done that are wrong or good things that you probably wanted to do but didn't do it and now you regret it. You might even want to ask Jesus to remind you of those times when you just weren't your best self. Just look those things in the eye, put a name on them, and then look up at Jesus and just let him know, hey, I'm sorry, I regret this. And with that, you get a sense of his warm glow of love and forgiveness. He really does understand you and he knows you love him. And he knows you're giving life your best shot. And so he thoroughly pulls from you all of your regret and pain, even from levels you didn't realize you were carrying. And then if there are any other areas of your life that you feel reluctant to share in this time with Jesus, invite him into that reluctance. Simply let him know, hey, I invite you into the center of this whole area of my life. Please bring healing or insight or whatever else I need to move forward. And with that, you sense a renewed friendship with Jesus. And he suddenly gets up and starts heading to the water, inviting you to swim with him. Now he has a playful look on his face, and as you dive into the water, you feel that this is not ordinary water. It's not only cool and refreshing, it's also cleansing. You can feel as you swim through it your tension, pain, and even regrets being totally washed away. So that's an example of, uh, of guided prayer. And uh, you can always find those on YouTube or uh, just on the internet. So you can just type in guided prayer. You can come up with, uh, I like uh, some of the stuff that Dr. Tim Hogan does. And um, just a beautiful way to kind of rest in the, the presence of God. Just some other ways of uh, prayer are, there's a lot of acron acronyms out there that people use to help with their prayer times. Uh, one famous one, of course, is the, uh, the word acts, where you first take time to adore God, and then you take time to confess, uh, and then you take time to give God thanksgiving, and then 
supplication, which is not dinner, but uh, just asking God for those things that you need in your life. Uh, some people use the word pray, which is uh, you start with praise, and then again you repent, and then you ask God for those things you need or for prayer for others. And then you have your time of yield, which is to surrender uh, anything over to, to God. Um, some of you use the five-finger prayer. These are just easy ways to remember to, uh, how to pray. And use, use your hand. And you first start with family and friends, those, like those who are closest to you. And then you pray for uh, teachers, those who point the way, you know, those uh, mentors in your life. And then you have the leaders, is your tallest finger, you know, governments. And then you pray for the sick and poor because this is your weakest finger on your hand. And then lastly, you pray for you, which is uh, your pinky. Simple, we use the five-finger prayer. I actually love the pirate prayer. This is my favorite. Arr! It's easy to remember. <laughs> we've actually done the pirate prayer many times here, and you may not have known we've done the pirate prayer. Uh, but basically, you start with acknowledging what's ever in your heart. And so often I'll say something like, uh, just acknowledge any difficult emotions you're having. And so you acknowledge anything that's going on in your heart. That's the acknowledge. And then you want to relate those feelings to God. And so uh, you just express how you're feeling in that moment, those difficult feelings to God. And you really let it out. And, of course, the book of Psalms gives us permission. We see in the Psalms people being angry with God, frustrated with God, <laughs> experiencing difficult emotions. And so we can relate those feelings to God. Tell them how you're feeling. And then you want to receive God's love, comfort, uh, hear what he has to say about that difficult emotion, and then you respond to God in some way. So that's the, that's the pirate prayer, to acknowledge, relate, receive, and respond. Uh, then you have a, another form of prayer, which is similar to guided prayer. And this is where, again, more in receiving mode. One example of this is uh, Sarah Young's book called Jesus Calling. And um, I'm just going to read... An example of this. And so she has uh, basically one for every day. And so you receive this as if God is speaking to you. It's kind of like a prophetic prayer. It says, let me bless you with my grace and peace. Open your heart and mind to receive all that I have for you. Do not be ashamed of your emptiness. Instead, view it as the optimal condition for being filled with my peace. It is easy to touch up your outward appearance to look as if you have it all together. Your attempts to look good can fool most people. But I see straight through you into the depths of your being. There is no place for pretense in your relationship with me. Rejoice in the relief of being fully understood. Talk with me about your struggles and feelings of inadequacy. Little by little, I will transform your weakness into strength. Remember, your relationship with me is saturated in grace. Therefore, nothing that you do or don't do can separate you from my presence. And so that's an example of, of sort of this prophetic prayer. In fact, uh, we have our own example of this in uh, Tamara Child's book, um, A Daily Devotion to the Father and Heart of God. And these are, is, is a form of prayer where you're more in receiving mode. And this is good for us to practice because we tend to be such doers in our society. Always doing, 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 doing. And any love relationship is about giving love and receiving love. And sometimes we are good at giving love to God and praising Him and talking to Him. But again, there's this portion of receiving His love back. And these kind of devotional, prophetic, you know, God's heart towards us books are very, very good. And I just want to read an example from Tamara's book. 
And again, you, this is as God is speaking to you. Come and talk with me. Tell me what is on your mind and on your heart. Just pour it out. Unload your burdens onto me, placing at my feet everything that is worrying you and distracting you from me, your king, your father, your counselor. And you can just take a moment to just do that and to, to cast all those things, to acknowledge all those things in your heart. Now fixing your eyes and heart on me, just be with me now, taking in my presence unhurriedly, unapologetically, unashamedly, just take me in as you do with breath itself. Once you have taken me, uh, taken in my presence and simply enjoyed us being together a while, lend your ear to me, just listen, for I have words of reassurance and blessing for you. What words of mine, uh, what words of mine Am I blessing your heart with right now? Meditate on these a while. Receive them, breathe them in, and let them sink deep into every part of your being. And, and so you can use this, and you, you see it in Tamara's book that there are portions where you listen to God and receive from God, and it's just a great way to uh, do devotions. And so I give you another example, and thank you for writing that book. Tamara, I love it. I use it, I use it a lot. And then, of course, we have uh, another form of prayer is to simply be praying with others or in person or online. And we have a lot of opportunities. Um, Cara right now is doing some prayer coaching and Cara is well-versed in a lot of different forms of prayer. And if you want more information on that, it's on our weekly prayer list uh, that's being sent out. And if you're not on there, you can just email the office. Um, or maybe just take a moment, Cara. What are you doing for people? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Cara. Yeah. And more information in our weekly uh, bulletin on that. Um, and of course, um, other opportunities. Uh, we are doing a week of prayer here. And so starting Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Gary is going to be here at 7 o'clock leading our prayer time. And so you're welcome to show up and to pray along with him or to be prayed for. And then on this Thursday, Thursday uh, night from 7 o'clock, we're doing our prayer summit. We've done then a couple this last fall, and so the worship band is here, and then so we just basically worship, and we spend time in prayer, and uh, if Tamara, I mean, uh, Anastasia is going to be here, she's going to be doing some devotional worship as well, where we can soak into that. So that's this week. Um, there's always after-service prayer. We have awesome prayer people. Uh, Deanna is always is often here, and Gary, and Cara, and Marg, of course, always willing to pray for you. Uh, we already mentioned prayer coaching. We have online prayer gatherings. Uh, you can do that. Um, you can actually find a lot online. Uh, you go on YouTube, and if you just type in like live prayer meetings, you can join live prayer meetings from all over the world pretty much any time of the day. I mean, there's a lot of places that do 24-hour-a-day prayer meetings online. You can actually get prayer partner apps uh, that you can download and find prayer partners from all over the world to pray with. And you can engage with them each and every day, and they pray for you, and you pray for them. There's a lot of cool technology with prayer. And of course, there's prayer groups. You can find them online. You can find them here. So different ways of praying. 